Today, my guest is Emma Akko. Emma is an activist and the founder of Mama Luna, a health and well-being company which seeks to empower women through yoni steaming and other sacred practices, holistic remedies, courses, and workshops. Emma has fire, passion, and a drive to right the wrongs in our society, especially as it relates to women. She is the very definition of a survivor, and after a traumatic episode in her 20s, found her way back to herself in an unconventional way. She is a wealth of knowledge with the heart of a lioness, and she thrives on open and honest conversations about women's health, womanhood, autonomy, and empowerment. When you listen to Emma, you feel changed somehow. So I invite you to settle in and grab a cup of something delicious as we follow the nudge, because you never know where it may lead. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Kia Eileen, and welcome to The Nudge. It's our first show of 2021, and I have a very, very special guest with me this morning. I have Emma Akko, who is the owner and founder of Mama Luna. And Emma is Bristol-based, and she specializes in natural health, women's empowerment, and yoni steaming. But before we get into all of the juiciness of our topics today, I'd like to, first of all, welcome Emma. Emma, welcome. Welcome today. Thank you so much for having me. So excited. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm so, I'm so excited. So happy to have you here. Um, And before we sort of dive in, um, I, I always like to start the podcast with just a bit of breathing to help us arrive with each other, help, you know, those who are listening to us today to arrive with us, to bring us all in the same space, to bring us into head and heart and womb resonance. So, um, yes. So I invite you all to just get comfortable, just get comfortable wherever you are, maybe your feet are on the ground or maybe you're sitting cross-legged, wherever you are, just get yourself comfortable. And I invite you to just take a deep, deep breath into your heart and into your belly, all the way to the bottom of your belly. And then release, just let all of that go. Taking a deep, deep breath in to the bottom of your belly. Letting it all go. One more deep, deep breath in, expanding the rib cage out to the side and breathing into your back and your belly. And then releasing, just letting all of that go. And just feeling into the body, any spaces that we're holding, holding any tension or stiffness or worry. 
Just feel yourself, your body, your heart, just arriving in this space with us as we connect heart to heart and feeling our highest selves connecting to each other above us and feeling our roots connecting below us. As we take one more deep, deep breath in, I invite you wherever you are to breathe with us as we breathe in deeply. And then release, allowing the bodies to settle and arrive as we open our eyes and welcoming ourselves back to the space. And Emma, good morning and welcome. Morning. <laughs> Happy Monday. Thank you for having me. Really oh, my absolute pleasure. My absolute pleasure. So as I mentioned in the intro, you are the creator and founder of Mama Luna. Um, You have um, wonderful products and a wonderful, wonderful message. Um, So can you tell us a little bit, a little bit about you, just a little bit about yourself? So a large part of my work is creative. Mm. Um, With with Mama Luna, I know, I know, you know, so I don't want to talk about what I do (laughs) in terms of who I am. But luckily with Mama Luna, a large part of it is creative. So if even if it's like cutting patterns and sewing, that's all creative. I'm getting to work with with my hands. Um, if it's not that, then I like I love doing life drawing. I love doing life drawing. Um, naked bodies are an absolute fascination to me. I love experimenting with different materials so one week I might be working with watercolors the next it might be acrylics and another time it might be oils and just experimenting with different drawing styles as well so love that and especially when it comes to um, the PMS part of my cycle that's when I'm very just like I need to use my hands I need to create so around that time is when I'm just like all work stops <laughs> and I'll be like okay I need to make something out of paper mache or um I'll I don't know I'll make a plant pot out of recycled materials or something mm-hmm. sometimes I might just spend the day creating by just <laughs> trying out different headscarves and just making different headscarves and just literally just sit in front of the mirror, you, you know, just, just things like that. Just little, it's, it's they're all quite small, but they really do help. They really do help. And um, what I love about what you just said was, you know, sometimes I just stop work and I know yeah. that I need to just create. And I think sometimes we can really get caught up in the space of having to deliver. Maybe there's deadlines or we've got work and, and we forget to sort of honor that create creative side of ourselves um, yeah. and sort of what, what that side of that, what that part of us really needs. So let's talk a little bit about, so with Mama Luna, yeah. you have, you are very much into, you know, natural products and herbs and um, yoni steaming and women's empowerment. Yeah. But I guess you weren't always in that space. So before no. you, before you um, started Mama Luna, um, sort of what was your life like then? Where do I even start? <laughs> Where do I actually, actually start? So my life, I was very, I was, so I've always been a creative person, like always, always, always. So 
pre-Mama Luna, I was running a social enterprise and I used to put on poetry nights um, every single month and they'd be mixed with like live art. But then outside of that, looking back, I'm just like, I don't know who that was. Mm. I don't know who who that was. I was newly I had newly moved back to London because I started steaming when I was what 26. I moved back to London when I was when I was 20, 24. And that two-year period I had left religion. I grew up in a Catholic Christian household, went to um, a Pentecostal church, but none of that had ever served me. And I was just like, you know, what so so what is this? What what's next? I I don't know. I just felt incredibly, incredibly lost. Mm. No foundation. I was definitely in having like a, bal- a, a battle between myself. So there was my outer self and I was just like, yeah, very sort of like confident, loud, outspoken. And again, like um, an activist and speaking out against injustices. But inside, I was just like, I, I have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't know. I didn't know anything. So that sounds that sounds really vague, but it's just like the relationships that I was having with men, whether that's friends or um I didn't even have any romantic relationships but I was just like oh my gosh like I I was being pulled from one direction to another I was very there's a lot of conditioning that I look back at now that came into play so you know I felt like I had to be available to men I had to nurture men I attracted men that needed mothering and that were damaged and um and it almost became my my job, my role. Like I have to fix this person, you know. I just have to, and I almost like lay my would lay, lay myself down as a mat for them mm-hmm. to walk all over me. And I would allow specifically men and, and women as well to make me the problem, so that I then had to be the one to go away and do the work to fix everything. Mm. And my identity was just gone. I was on, I was literally like driftwood. That's the best wow. way to put it. driftwood floating in in a sea. So very just sort of like woof, mm. no foundation or anything within myself. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. And so then, what was what was sort of the breaking point for you then? The breaking point was to put our trigger warning here. The breaking point here was being in a very violent attack. Um, which lasted for about six hours and I managed to escape. And that was the absolute breaking point for me. Um, I managed to to escape, um, luckily. And again, I put that all down to to my ancestors. I was locked in this guy's flat for um, six hours. And this is a guy who I'd known for about a year and a half. And this was very soon after me moving back to London. And he was part of the poetry scene as well. And, you know, throughout the whole of our, uh, you know, inverted commas or air quotes, friendship, Mm. um, you know, I look back, I was just like, actually, that was was abuse. That was emotional abuse. That was physical abuse. That was sexual abuse. And that whole time I was just like, you know, any time... I'd have spoken up for myself. Again, like I said before, he made me the problem. So mm-hmm. I'd have to fix it. And I felt obligated. I felt like I had to be loyal anytime he helped me out with anything. He'd be like, oh, well, no, I helped you out with this and this and that. So it was just a build up. It was just mm-hmm. a build up. And um, 
he thought it was a romantic relationship. I always said, no, it isn't. And he had this massive sense of ownership and entitlement over me. And I was always like, no, no, no. And it just got to the point where he just snapped one day and was basically just like, if I can't have you, no one will. And there was an actual attempt to kill me. Um, and that's how I managed to, I actually managed to, managed to, managed to escape. And I was just like, Whew. I, I, I'm just like whatever I need to do to make sure I'm never in that type of situation again mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna do and that's when I stumbled upon Yoni steaming in, in the grips of trauma mm-hmm. um the guy was in custody that's it he was in custody and while I was recovering and you know getting the um my statement and things ready for the court case I was constantly experiencing panic attacks, anxiety attacks. Um, I just wasn't sleeping, wasn't eating, wasn't leaving my house. And I was such, I've never felt so low. There's low and then there's low, like I'm talking like all the way down to the very pits of Hades low. So dramatic. (laughs) Excuse my hyperbole. We'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah. And I had already read, I had already heard about Yoni Steaming because I had the book Sacred Woman by Queen of Fuwa. So I'd already read about Yoni Steaming. But at the time when I read it, I was just like, I wasn't in a place where I was, I felt empowered enough or ready to, to, to do it because I didn't have that relationship with my, with my Yoni like, mm. at all. But again, I was at such a low point and I was looking for absolutely anything just so I could feel human normal mm. capable mm. and so I tried yoni steaming mm. oh my goddess <laughs> <Best thing. laughs> honestly it was the best thing I have genuinely ever done in my whole entire life and this is why I'm just like a massive advocate for it because at, at the time again panic attacks anxiety attacks not eating I literally looked like a skeleton and I would maybe sleep for at, at the most three hours a night but even then I, I was sleeping but you know I was just having flashbacks and, and nightmares the whole time yeah, yeah. Um, but I did I did a steam and I slept for seven hours straight no flashback no nightmare I woke up the next day and honestly I felt like Oya I felt like Carly I felt like Shira I felt like Xena the warrior princess all of them all of them rolled into one and I woke up and was just like right <laughs> who wants to take me on come on who's out there <laughs> I love that who's out there so for those who might be listening who might not know what a yoni is how would you define or describe yoni so your yoni is the exterior part so that's our vulva it's our inner labia our outer labia it's our clitoris it's our um the hood or which is the glands which is the the bit that covers our clitoris and it's the opening of our sacred pilgrimage that's what I call the vagina and then it's the interior as well so then it would actually be the 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 rest of our sacred pilgrimage it's our uterus which is also the womb it's our endometrium it's our holy pathway which is also what what, what I call the fallopian tube anyway and our ovaries so all of those are what makes up our yoni beautiful excellent and so and so you stumbled on this technique to steam Mm. the yoni 
And so how would you describe that? Because, you know, it might sound a bit foreign or even sort of a bit painful, right? Um, well, and, I, and I can attest that it isn't. But, um, <laughs> but how, would you, how would you describe that process of yoni steaming? It's literally like steam in your face, but instead mm. you're steaming your yoni and that's it. It's, it's honestly the most simplest thing ever. So, you know, that relaxation that you feel when the steam hits your face and, you know, you feel like your jaw is starting to relax as well when you start taking deeper breaths. That's literally what it's like doing a yoni steam. In terms of the feeling, it's just a really just like incredibly pleasurable, warm I don't want to say gust, but it's almost like soft pillows of air <laughs> that are touching your vulva. And it's honestly, it's it's the personification of bliss. I can, I can, I love the way you've described that soft pillows of air because that is what it feels like. That it's it's yeah. it is sort of like soft, warm gusts of I don't know, it almost feels like. It almost feels like a tiny, tiny, very soft massage. I can't describe it any other way. Yeah. 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 Soft pillows. I love that. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, and so you had your first yoni steam. You found information about steaming. Yeah. So you had your first yoni steam and then you were like, right, I can take on the world. Mm-hmm. What, what, how did your life change after that? Oh, how didn't it change? <laughs> <laughs> so in every, almost every, ugh, flustered in almost every single way um first of all it changed in that I did a lot more research into I suppose like women within spirituality and religion because mm-hmm. I was just like where where are we why why are we completely vacant from religion and when I say I really mean Abrahamic religions because that's what I because that's what I grew up in so I was just like, why are we not in that? And then I really began to find to find my own my own voice. Um, I felt like in terms of my spirituality and my journey within that, I was just like, I don't need anyone's permission. Because growing up within a Christian church, Christian household, Christian neighborhood, and also a post-Judeo-Christian society as well, women, whenever we want to do something, especially that's to do with our agency and autonomy, we look to male authority figures for validation, permission. And I was just like, I don't need that. Like, Mm. I do not need that. So from there, I, my life changed in terms of owning my body and reimagining my body. It's always been taught that my body is sinful, um, and that is not particularly good for anything other than a man's pleasure or giving birth to children. Children who will even so not even really be seen as mine because they'll have to have the father's last name. I was just like, no. So it really helped me to like, again, like really take control of my body and see how I want to be interacted with, not only romantically, but just, just in general, especially because I grew up in not only a household, but a community that was just rife with um, child abuse. Like it's not a thing to, to, <laughs> for parents to hit their children or even myself, like as a teenager, I would always make jokes to my friends and be like, oh gosh, well, your mum's going to beat you for that. Or gosh, yeah, my mum would slap me if I did that. And it's just like, the normalization of abuse so it really made me reimagine reimagine that and be like uh-uh not even my parents had the right to put my hands on me so thinking about that um 
my voice and not being shy or again having to ask for permission to speak up in male dominated spaces because I still can going back to what I was saying in terms of the social enterprise that I had being an activist and I used to speak about conflict minerals from the Congo and technology all the time and that was a very again sort of like black dominated area Mm. but a lot of the activists a lot of the speakers within that were were men and even on my I think my social media pages there weren't any pictures of me or anything so people didn't know that I was a woman so people would comment and be like oh yes king yes bruv and I'd be like no I'm I'm a woman Mm. and so really being fierce and speaking up again about that also redefine what feminine means to me Mm. and just been like no feminine doesn't mean I have to be weak it doesn't mean I have to be passive it doesn't mean I have to be a wolf flower it doesn't mean being a doormat um so that that that's a major one for me it's, it's definitely rethinking again what does feminine mean to me because yeah. anything that I had been taught about what it is to be feminine had come from the patriarchy mm-hmm. so it's my life is just changing in so in so many ways so many And it sounds incredible that something so, as you said, simple could have these far reaching um, effects, huge changes in your life, autonomy, self-determination, boundaries, redefining yourself, empowerment, um, ownership, just all of that to come from just what feels like and what sounds like is or was an activation through this technique, an activation of sort of like the center of your power through through your yoni, through your womb, I I call it womb space as well, through your womb space. Um, And it sounds really powerful, right? Obviously really, really powerful. Did you experience um, any judgment or backlash from this redefining of who, who you were? Oh my God, 100%, 100%. Ugh. But do you know what? I didn't care. Mm -hmm. I did not care. I did not care. Because the the, the thing is, especially when it came to romantic or sexual interactions, I found that the more I did a yoni, the more I did yoni steaming, because when I do a yoni steam is when I really allow myself to do the work and really go deep, deep within. And that's when I ask myself the questions, what does this look like or what does this feel like or sometimes I'll be like Yoni give me the answer <laughs> like mm-hmm. just tell, like guide me to where you were to to where I need to go and what I need to do to achieve this or manifest this intention um I found that when I started to regain reclaim <laughs> rediscover um my sexual autonomy and agency the men just weren't having it. Mm. And I think especially for, for myself as a black woman, because black women, like the, the level to which we are overly sexualized is just, it's so dangerous, so dangerous. And again, another trigger warning, something that I something that I had before Yoni steaming or the ex- experiences that I, I can't tell you how many times I have literally been dragged down a dark street or an alleyway mm. by men who literally just, and this is men of all races, um, who have literally just seen me as nothing more than a sexual object. And the only reason I'm 
alive and unscathed physically anyway <laughs> is because the, the adrenaline kicked in so I just know how to to fight or at least like defend defend myself mm. um so I was just like you know meeting meeting men who didn't expect me to have any idea over my over my body mm-hmm. they didn't expect me to have an idea of how I think about pleasure how I want to receive it they didn't expect me to even have the courage to be able to speak about contraception mm. um and that was something I demanded a conversation about that because mm. I was just like I wasn't having sex without that at all because I was just like I cannot find myself in an abortion clinic again um mm. I was just like I can't find myself <laughs> feeling so like lonely and horrible and you know just feeling like oh my gosh like my body's about to be ripped apart again Mm. yet that guy doesn't care like he's off to to the next woman or something um so 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 that's yeah that yeah I just found that when I put those boundaries up guys would just disappear and that was Mm -hmm. fine that was Mm -hmm. fine I did not problem with that I was just like respect my boundaries you can stay my life if you don't then you, you weren't you weren't meant for me just and that that was lovely that was really really nice yeah and it's interesting so you know the judgment didn't bother you at all um you know people maybe um sort of maybe if they've seen you one way before this kind of new version of you um it didn't matter to you it didn't matter to you um you know if they if they didn't like what they were seeing because you were loving what you were seeing yeah. and and yeah. feeling so much and i think that's a really important message i think for people um as they start various journeys various spirit various spiritual journeys um you know kind of thinking like you know oh will I be accepted or will I be judged it doesn't I guess it doesn't what you're saying is it doesn't really matter if if you're feeling good about yourself so you know finding yoni steaming changed your life drastically changed um relationships changed the way that people interacted with you the way that that would change the way that you interacted with yourself so would you say that steaming is for every woman i'm gonna say no Mm -hmm. however i do think that it's something every woman should at least try um yeah, and the only reason I say no is because there are there have been some women who have come to like some of my workshops and they tried it, but it hasn't been for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's not something I take like any personal offence to or or anything. Um, I wish it was for every woman, like genuinely, like the deepest like pit of my soul. That's my like absolute soul desire. But no, it it won't be. It it won't be for for every woman the same way hummus isn't for every woman or some or something you know but Mm -hmm. I definitely think it's at least something that you should at least try because there are so many different things we can do when it comes to our empowerment the only steaming is just it's just one of them yes So, so you know it's it could be for every woman, but it's just a personal choice about whether or not it resonates with her um, yeah. and whether or not it would, it's going to be sort of a path for her. But I guess, but I guess in, as a technique, it could be for every woman, but it's just going to be down to personal choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so um, what, what types of tools 
do you need for for yoni steaming? Can you just can you just steam at home on your own, or are there specific things that you should probably use to steam? You should use my yoni seats, the ones that I make. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your yoni seats. I call them I call mine my throne, but um, yeah. tell us a little bit about your yoni seats. Yeah, well, do you know, I call it a throne as well. Um, <laughs> yes, my friends. So, yeah, I actually started making those after I did my very first Yoni steam. Because okay. when I did when I did mine, I was squatting over a pot. <laughs> and I was just like, literally five minutes into it, my fires were shaking. I was just like, <laughs> and then I remember like sitting at like, the very edge of my of my bed um, for, for the rest of it. And I was just like, okay, the next day I was just like, okay, that was amazing. I want to do it again. But I was just like, I am not squatting. And yeah. I looked I looked for seats. I just couldn't find any in the U, in the UK. All of them were in America and they were quite expensive. And then there was the shipping as well. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, well, do you know what? I'm a creative person. I'm just going to make my own. And so did the research in terms of like the materials making it wasn't an issue because again I'm a very hands-on creative person Mm. I just wanted to make something that was comfortable that was affordable compact easy to to clean and so I just did it and so I just did it I've always had like my whole life I've always been in Africa um, had African materials around anyway and because the only steaming is from Africa South Africa specifically I wanted to honor that Mm. And I just looked for a range of African materials. Um, everything else was organic as well. And then that's it. <laughs> that's it. So the seats that I make, they're quite limited simply because it's not always easy to get a repeat of the same African material. Mm. The collection that I've got at the moment are all goddess prints or connected to some sort of like feminine archetypal energy. But yeah, I make them all myself. I love doing it so much. They come in two different sizes as well. So one's a lot more lower to the ground. One's maybe up a little bit higher, only mm. by like 10 centimetres. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, you, you, you've got one, you know how easy it is to, to use and that's it. So yeah. there's, yeah, the seat and then just a bowl with water and and the, to hold the water and the herbs. Beautiful. And where would they get the herbs from? Or, so and, what, and what types, what type of herbs would they use? Um, well, you can get herbs from me. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I make <laughs> one-stop shop here, one-stop shop. <laughs> um, so I make personalised herbal packs, which which I love doing um, as someone who works with herbs and who also works intuitively and energetically. I love being able to make personalised herb packs rather than general. However, um, there's more than enough room on the table and there are three other women who I know make their own herbal packs as well. Mm. So if it's not myself, then there's a lady called From Felicia um, and she's on Instagram she makes herbal packs as well there's Sarjo's Holistics and she makes um general and personalized herbal packs as well Mm -hmm. and then there's Ocean Body and I think there's a particular section within her business that's called Eye Sister Mm. that's that's where you'll get the herbal packs from as well so a range of four women four black women who have done the work, who have studied herbs as well, who are living this life. You know, we walk the talk. Um, 
as well. Beautiful. Excellent. So um, a seat, uh, a yoni throne, uh, a bowl of, of water and herbs, right. And then just, and then just sitting. Um, and, and what a wonderful sort of way to kind of come home to yourself and, and give that and give yourself that time for, for just some self-care and some stillness, which I think a lot of us are probably craving. Um, And so what are some of the other benefits? What are some of the physical benefits to, to Yoni steaming? Oh gosh, you feel so clean. And I don't know how else to explain it. I definitely feel incredibly clean and just Mm. so fresh my my yoni specifically after steaming and it's all almost like there's this expansiveness Mm. I'm probably not articulating it very well but I can't think of any other word it's just this it just feels like this space has just been opened opened up Mm. so there's that there's a feeling of being incredibly relaxed because the Mm. steam it actually permeates into your muscles Mm. and it spreads to your pelvic floor muscles and then through to your hip muscles as well and the heat can deactivate your reflective muscles which are your fight or flight muscles so once those are deactivated it's so much easier to feel to feel relaxed Mm. um amazing sleep (laughs) um Mm. and then Another another physical benefit is regarding um, your periods, and this is also includes women who are perimenopausal as well. So it helps with period pains, and this is really beneficial for women who experience endometriosis mm-hmm. and fibroids as well. So there's just less less pain during mm-hmm. in the lead up and during your period as well. Um, a lighter period, a much more regular period and a shorter duration of your period as well Mm -hmm. for women who are um perimenopausal and then menopausal too um a lot more regular body temperature as well so less of the actual flushes um less of the um sweating and better sleep and better bone density as well um better skin and better better hair just because like the, the the lack of estrogen is what causes like but women's bones to become brittle and because your blood is being rerouted to your organs you know you're just not getting the nutrients to your skin and your hair anymore because that's not as necessary to your survival mm. so keep those estrogen levels going and your skin and your hair on fleek <laughs> during perimenopause and menopause too <laughs> um there's that and it's feeling um maybe feeling maybe a bit more energetic as, mm. as well because you get the better better sleep your body's melt um better rested so when you are awake probably feeling just yeah more energetic um as well beautiful I mean and I I know just from my own personal experience the relaxation piece was amazing um oh. and you know lots you know really really deep really deep sleep as well not even just better sleep but deep sleep um yeah. and then just you're right this overall sense of um just personal power and yeah. um, the ability to kind of go deep and take ultimate responsibility for mm. you know my own um you know my own self-care and and, and pleasure um which I yeah. think um you know I think sometimes as women we forget about our own pleasure so just the idea of taking responsibility for ourselves and our own pleasure I think is really important it just feels really empowering so I love the steam I love your throne your seat so thank you very much thank for the work you. that you do 
So this this podcast obviously is called The Nudge and really The Nudge is that kind of feeling that really inspires you to to sort of follow your calling, follow your and listen to your own voice and your own intuition. How would you define your nudge? What does your nudge feel like? That thing that pushes you to to do something? Oh, my nudge is speaking out especially against against injustice it's it's speaking out it's knowing that I have the right to speak out it's knowing that I've got the right to speak the truth and knowing that actually I'm incredibly powerful mm-hmm. so my nudge is just to do it break the silence that's 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 it that's my nudge is to break the silence break the silence and what does it feel like in your body is there a physical thing that happens that sort of, that you can feel where, you know, like, I've got to speak out. I've got to speak out against injustice. Um, it feels, it, it can alternate depending on what it is that activates mm-hmm. this nudge. So sometimes it can feel really electrical, almost like I can literally feel like electrical pulses through my body. Mm-hmm. Other times it can be a bit softer. It can feel like butterflies mm-hmm. sometimes and, that's I, I, that's my favorite one. <laughs> other times, I other times, and I think this is definitely more on the extreme side. Maybe when it comes to social justice, mm-hmm. um, but I can feel like I'm shaking, and that's it. I, could, um, I, I genuinely, I physically can't sit still. My hands will be shaking really violently, um, and that's that's rage. Where I'm just like, I have to say or do something. So yeah, anything from yeah. butterflies to <laughs> shaking with rage. <laughs> Every, anything from butterflies to shaking with rage. So you have a real kind of physical sense of when it is that you need yeah. to act and to move Yeah. Um, in your life. And what does it feel like? Do you get a, do you get a feeling sense or an energy that comes over you when you're not listening to your nudge? Yeah. It's almost like the pit of my stomach drops mm. like mm. all the way down. It's almost like it genuinely feels like it's going to, fall out of my body yeah um so it it manifests as a very physical feeling and then it's almost just like it's almost like a feeling not of doom but it's just like this darkness just comes it's almost like can you imagine like a really sunny day and then all of a sudden a dark cloud appears and just takes over that's exactly what happens when I don't listen to my nudge Right. So it's really clear, right? It's really clear. So we've got butterflies and electricity and, and, um, and uh, I can't remember the the last one. It was like connected to rage. rage. Yeah. Shaking rage. And then we have a dark cloud when you're not listening. Mm. Some very, very clear signs when, Mm. you know, the energy around you wants you to move. And, and we were chatting earlier and you answered some of the questions before. And I loved your response. You said, when I'm not listening to my nudge, I feel like the ancestors are side-eyeing me. I love that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. (laughs) But no, I don't think I am. Uh, honestly like I can see them side-eyeing me and you know that side-eye that was some that when when the lips are pursed out as well (laughs) it's exactly that it's exactly that and I'm just like you know what my ancestors have been through so much and they've worked way too hard just so I can be where I am Mm. and (laughs) Mm. I just know that they're cussing me and it's almost like I can 
I can feel it. I'm just like, I'm so sorry. They're checking you. They are checking you. They are checking you. And so would your nudge or would you have a message to women or to anyone who's listening? Maybe they're in a situation or maybe they're thinking about making a change, but they're looking for that sense of permission. They're looking for a sign of if they can do something, maybe that, you know, maybe they're looking for something that's going to empower them. What would your nudge say, or what would you say to them as a message to, to help? Listen to your intuition. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that again, and here's how you know I really mean it. Listen to your intuition. <laughs> We've got the claps going. We've got the claps, the claps. going. <laughs> yeah, 100%, 100%. And that's where I've definitely felt um, my biggest nudges, like, and it, and the thing is, is that is my intuition has actually been very clear since I was maybe about five or six years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, um, do you know, I was thinking about this the other day. I ignored my intuition when I was when I got into my first relationship because I was very just I think I was maybe like 19 20 then you know my friends were like oh you know you, you know you, you need to be maybe a bit more softer and oh he won't like you if you say that oh, no, you're in a relationship now you know you can't say that and I listened yeah I listened and that was me you know not listening to my intuition and experienced all manner of things not only in that relationship but then in continuing in continuing ones that even at the time I was just like this doesn't my soul my intuition my nudge was saying this isn't right that was all me ignoring my intuition and being conditioned to basically be lesser than and accept it Mm-hmm. So pulling yourself out of that conditioning by remembering to listen to your intuition. I love that you said, um, you know, I was tuning into my intuition when I was as young as five. Right. And I think a lot of us, when we're when we're very, very young, especially those of us who have started on these spiritual journeys, know that something was talking to us or we could feel something from mm-hmm. very young ages, but get talked out of things and and conditioned to not listen to ourselves because of yeah. you know institutions or or whatever that starts to start to take that away from us. And so within the time that we have left. Is there some kind of a technique or something that you can share with people who are listening who may be looking for that little bit of empowerment or that little bit of inspiration, anything that you can share that they can do themselves? Maybe they don't have a seat or anything like that right now, uh, but something that they can do to maybe help them feel a little bit empowered in this moment. Oh, do you know what? Create a space, even if it's just for 15 minutes Mm -hmm. to sit down and have a conversation with yourself mm-hmm. and these are some questions that I always do when I because I have regular check-ins almost like a regular MOT <laughs> for my car or something <laughs> I regularly check in like in terms of I'd like write a question at the top of the page who am I and then break that down so you know what do I like what don't I like mm-hmm. how do I like being interacted with you know how do I like people to interact with me physically how, how do I like people to speak to me um and just just go from there and just like what do I like like what are your activities like do you like you know just anything and just write down anything and just let the pen just go and always try to make it to say you don't have to don't think too hard about it just 
allow it to flow and do that over time. So I think one of the biggest things that have helped me alongside Joni Steeman is having a regular conversation with myself about who I am, what I like, what I don't like. And the more you do that, the more your boundaries will become clearer, the more you'll find ways to assert yourself, the more you'll find ways to allow yourself to be vulnerable so that you are open to meeting other people and receiving and giving love and all of, you know, all of that good stuff that life is just begging us to to, to allow um, mm. it to experience, you know? So yeah, sit down, have a regular conversation with yourself and holler at me for a Yoni steam. <laughs> right, right. Seriously, holler, holler at Emma for a Yoni steam for sure. But I love that, you know, a regular check-in. Who am I? What do I like? What don't I like? How do I want to be interacted with? Really kind of defining those boundaries to empower yourself, but also, and I love this piece, to enable you to be vulnerable. And I think, you know, the key to deepened relationships, not only with other people, but also ourselves is that space of vulnerability. We, We get to really be who we truly are without the fear of being judged or, or any of that. And that, that space of vulnerability is where the real magic happens. And I love that, that regular check-in that you're talking about to enable people to get to that space really means deeper relationships all the way around, mostly with yourself and then kind of radiating out to others as well. And that's right. And then, and then please hit Emma up for, for one of her steams, one of her thrones, her, her herbs and just her general essence. Um, And so do you have anything coming up where people might be able to, to work with you? Do you have any programs or anything coming up? Yes, I do. So uh, I can't tell you how excited I am to be doing this for the second time. So I recently launched an introduction to Yoni steaming course and it's a four week course and I've recently finished the first one and the second one is coming up starting from the 2nd of February ending on the 23rd so it's a month long like I said four weeks course and just really taking a really good deep dive into yoni steaming like what it is what also what it isn't why we don't know about yoni steaming let's talk about the patriarchy let's talk about the matriarchy and ancient goddess worship and cultures that have existed for about thirty-five thousand years pre-patriarchy let's have a look at our bodies like actually look at our body systems the herbs the physiological process of steaming i'm going to be guiding you through two steams as well um which i absolutely love and there's lots of ritual and ceremony so that's for I think that's more so for women who are ready to go deeper into yoni, into yoni steaming. Not only that, but who want to meet and connect with, with with other women and have a nice sister circle and a supportive space for four weeks um, and just have a much more longer, prolonged conversation. So there's that course. Outside of that, I do um, workshops as well. So I offer three hour workshops. The ones that I'm offering at the moment are based on the different goddess archetypes and energies that my seats are also based on as well. So for example, if you're wanting to, you know, really work on your boundaries, then join the goddess Hathor workshop if you want to work more on rerouting all of your energy back into yourself and focus on your inner voice wisdom all of that or set there's that 
or there are one-to-one workshops as well where all of my bubbly lovely attention <laughs> all of this can just be focused on you <laughs> I, love that. I absolutely love that so you have your now the course that you have coming up the four-week course is that all online I'm assuming yeah so that's all online so we literally just meet via either zoom or google meet you'll, you'll get the link either way and that's going to be every Tuesday evening for three hours from 6 p.m till 9 p.m that's um UK time you get the herbs sent to you as well and you get a balm as well that I make which is for a yoni massage well I say yoni massage but it's like really like lower abdomen where your yoni um sits um, but I'll be teaching you how to use the balm as well and how to give yourself that massage. Do you only, and you get the the sheets as well. So every week there's a sheet um, with all the, all of the information and different prompts as well for your own like homework and self self work. And um, the only thing that you don't get is a yoni steam seat. So you can buy that in advance or maybe even buy it during the first week because we don't actually do a steam until the second week anyway. So my goodness. So I'm ready to sign up. It sounds awesome. Um, (laughs) And for people who want to get in contact with you, where can they find you? The best place to find me would probably be Instagram. And that's at mama underscore Luna. So M-A-M-A underscore L-U-N-A Yoni Steam, (laughs) Y-O-N-I Steam. Um, I will at some point be taking a social media break. So outside of that, then email. So that's contact at mamaluna.online. Beautiful. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, so they can get in contact with you via Instagram or by email uh, to find out more about um, your workshops and your course and your one-to-one uh, work as well. So in just the minute that we have left, if your yoni were to, were to leave um, your yoni, I was going to say, it's, I meant to say your nudge, but it just came out your yoni. So it's going to be your yoni, right? <laughs> okay. If your yoni were to leave us with one or two words um, that, that it would just want to communicate with people and share with people, what words would your yoni share? You are an absolute sacred vessel. And that you already have each and every single thing. Gosh, I'm getting emotional. Yeah, gosh. Oh, that's really hit me. (sighs) Sorry, give me a moment. No problem. No problem. It's funny because I normally ask people, um, what does their nudge want to say? But that's not what what's what wanted to speak today. So I no. I, I, thank, I, no. Thank, I thank this energy coming through right now. I really oh. I'm really grateful for this energy coming through right now. Yeah, I am too. It's 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 happy tears, like this this is happy tears. And I really hope this gets included in the podcast because it's just it's just so oof real right now Mm. you're a queen 
you are sacred. Every single thing you need is already within you. Don't let anyone or anything tell you any differently. Like at all, like ever. And stand by that. Live in that. Breathe in that. Be that. And Queen, now really is the time for you to reclaim your throne. Mm. That's what my yoni <sighs> mm. would like to leave as my last message. Mm. Yeah. It is time to reclaim your throne, Queen. It is time to reclaim your throne. Emma, thank you so, so much for sharing your wisdom. Your heart, your your truth. Thank you so, so much from my heart to yours. I love you. Thank you. You're welcome. Queen, it is time to reclaim your throne. Everything that you need is already within you and don't let anyone tell you differently. What a rallying cry to every woman around the world who has ever doubted herself or somehow given her power away. How amazing would it be if all of the little girls around the world took these words as a given, as her very birthright. This is Emma's mission and I really do believe this will be her legacy. Listening to how Emma not only survived but taught herself how to thrive by going within is a testament to her intuition and deep connectedness to her voice and power. May we all learn to tap into that space to support and guide us. We already have what we need, and indeed, we are the very thing we are seeking. So thank you for joining me here today, and I invite you to look out for our next episode where we continue to align with that universal force always working on our behalf. If you feel something bubbling, but you're not sure how to move forward on your path, go to my website, www.kiaeileen.com and register to receive spiritual guidance and coaching tips to help you find your way. You can also follow me on Instagram, kiaeileen underscore soul clarity, or on my Facebook page at Kia Eileen. This podcast can be found on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcast. So please subscribe, share with a friend, and remember to follow the nudge because you never know where it may lead. <laughs>